Greetings, everyone. As the Apostle Paul says in, in many of his letters, uh, grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the third installment of the study we're doing into the Apostle Paul's letter to the Galatian churches. If you uh, missed the first two sessions and, and haven't been able to, to watch them or, or to listen to them yet, you can find them um, on the Gospel Revolution Church YouTube channel. You can find them on the Gospel Revolution Church podcast on iTunes. And uh, you can also find them on the church's website at gospelrevolutionchurch.com. Um, we'll continue uh, posting the notes that go along with each session um, in the comments underneath each of the YouTube videos. We'll also post um, the notes um, underneath each session on the church's website. You can um, download the notes from the church's website, and you can print them up from the website if, uh, if, you'd, if you'd like to do that, um, and you can have them sitting in your hand. Um, if, you, if you have a home group um, that meets, or, or maybe you don't have a home group yet, and you, and you wanted to, to form a home group, and you didn't know um, how you could uh, get it going, um, man, you can study the letter of Galatians um, together with me, and, and you guys can print up the notes, and you can watch the videos, and you can uh, have the notes there um, to help uh, stir up the conversation. You guys can uh, share your lives with one another and, and, and share uh, the things you see in the, the scriptures with one another. You know, there's a, 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 a beautiful bond. There's a beautiful intimacy that develops between people as they, they study the scriptures together, um, it really creates this environment where, where people are, are uh, they, they feel safe. Um, they feel able to uh, let down their walls and to share their hearts with one another. And so, uh, man, people will, will let you into their hearts and you can really know them and you can uh, share in their lives and, and, and the life they've experienced with God. And, and man, it can tear down whatever walls, if you have any in your heart and you can allow people to to know you and to um, see into your heart and to share um, in the things that uh, you've experienced uh, walking with God in this world. So whether you're just nerding out on the scriptures with me alone or you have a group or you want to start a group, man, um, print up the notes, watch the notes, uh, or read along with the notes, watch the videos. Um, if you If you have any questions, uh, man, we want you to uh, post your questions underneath uh, the whatever video you have a question about. We want you to post your questions in the comments section there. What I'll do um, at the end of each of the videos is, um, or at, not at the end of each of the videos, but at the end of each of the letters we go through, um, and we're going to go through all of the uh, letters in the New Testament. At the end of each letter, what I'll do is I'll I'll print up all the questions, and I'll take however much time is needed to go through each of uh, your questions. Um, so thank you for, for hanging out with me and studying the Scriptures with me. I love studying the Scriptures. I love talking about the Scriptures with people. Um, as, a, as a quick recap, um, we've gone through the first 10 verses into the letter to the Galatians, and um, Paul uh, is beginning his letter by uh, establishing uh, his apostleship and that he was
was ordained as an apostle by God, um, and that the message that he, he carried to the Gentiles, that his apostleship to the Gentiles was ordained by God, and the message that he carried to the Gentiles, it came um, from the Father, revealing Christ Jesus to him. It didn't come from man. He wasn't sent by a man, and neither was the message that he carried taught to him by, by a man. Um, and, and, and Paul, uh, he, he, he gets into um, uh, telling the, the Galatians that uh, he can't believe they were so quickly turned away from the, the message uh, of grace. He, 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 he really marvels. Uh, he says he, he's kind of, he's a bit shocked that uh, they would turn away from living their lives in this world uh, walking in the the good work of God to serve them with life, and that they would abandon that kind of a life um, uh, of walking in the cool of the day with God for the kind of the life where they're living from the sweat of their brow, and and they're they're not walking in 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 God's good work, and they're they're not living by the life God has has served them with in Jesus, but they're they're walking in their own good works. Um, they're looking to the, the their own strength to serve themselves with life. And Paul marvels that, uh, that they, they could be in that place. He, he says, I, I, I clearly put Christ crucified on display in your midst, and, and you clearly believed what I said. Um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll pick it up from there um, and uh, look at, at uh, verses um, 11 through... Um, I don't know. We don't want to cut off the thought, um, so maybe we'll 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 at least read through eleven through verse uh, seventeen. Um, and and what we're going to see now is Paul's getting into um, where he got his revelation, um, because the the Judaizers said he he was taught his revelation uh, from man. And that he isn't an apostle because he was taught by a man. And so now Paul is giving a detailed explanation um, and building a timeline for uh, wh- how he came to be in possession of his message. So picking up in verse 11, but I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, among the Gentiles is what he's saying there. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Okay, we'll, um, we'll stop, uh, we'll stop um, there. Um, and look at what Paul's talking about. So uh, Paul's, uh, he's talking about the origin of his message. 
and how he came to be sent to the Gentiles with that message. He says he wasn't taught the message by a man. Uh, the, the word that he came preaching, it wasn't given to him by a man, and neither was he sent to the Gentiles by a man, but all of that happened by revelation of Jesus Christ. He says all those things came about because of a revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, when Paul refers to um, the revelation of Jesus Christ, he he's pointing back to um, encountering Jesus on the road to Damascus. Um, that uh, the account that's recorded in Acts chapter nine. So when he talks about revelation of Jesus Christ, or that his uh, apostleship was by revelation of Jesus Christ, and that he was taught his message by revelation of Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm sure that the uh, message grew within him, and I'm sure that uh, he uh, was was able to explain the message more clearly um, as he he grew in his understanding of the message. But when Paul talks about the revelation of Jesus Christ, he's specifically pointing back to the account of him encountering um, Jesus on the road to Damascus um, that's recorded in Acts 9. Um, and if you, you look at what Paul's saying there and you, you think about the life of Paul, Paul would have never gone to the Gentiles on, on his own. And the reason he would have never gone to the Gentiles on his own, he says right there on those verses, it's because he was zealous of the traditions of his fathers. Um, and in and, and being zealous of the traditions of his fathers, he, he, he would have seen the Gentiles as being outside of the, the covenants of, of the promise. Um, and so Paul would have never gone... Uh, preaching to the Gentiles because he wouldn't have seen the, the covenants of promise as pertaining to the Gentiles. As Paul would later come and say um, in his letter to the Ephesians um, that there he would have seen a, a middle wall of partition separating the two. He would have known um, people that were part of the covenants of promise as uh, the people that were Jewish according to the flesh. And he would have seen people who were uh, Gentiles, or as he would, as the Jewish people called them, heathens, um, as them being separated or outside, or there being a wall between them and the Jewish people, and them being strangers of the covenants of promise. So, man, Paul's life was wrapped up in the Jewish traditions. He thought that righteousness and, and justification was was found in being Jewish according to the flesh um, and in performing the works of the law. Uh, if you go and read in Philippians 3, Paul says um, before he, he encountered Jesus on the, the road to Damascus, uh, he described what he was busy with, and he said that he saw that his life was contained in being a Hebrew of the Hebrews. Um, when it came to the law, he, he, he was a Pharisee. He said he was blameless when it came to the righteousness that was contained in, in performing the works of the law. Um, and so that's where Paul was at um, before he encountered Jesus on the, the road to Damascus. And, and Paul was he, was, he was Saul then. Um, I, don't, I don't know if, if uh, well, I mean, I guess Jesus did know him as Saul because Jesus called him Saul. 
So, so Paul was known as Saul then, um, and he was so zealous of the traditions of his fathers. Uh, he was so zealous of the, the Jewish traditions that Acts 8 tells us that he was there when Stephen was stoned to death, that he was consenting uh, un, of Stephen's, Stephen being stoned to death. It means that he was in favor of it, and he uh, more than likely helped bring it about. Um, you could, it's the first time that Saul is mentioned in the, the, the book of Acts, um, when they're stoning Stephen, it says they laid their coats at, at Saul's feet. Um, so, so Saul was so, so much into the Jewish traditions. He was so much into uh, knowing himself according to the flesh. He was so, so zealous of the traditions of his father, the fathers that, man, he, he was uh, wasting the church. He was persecuting the church. I think Acts says that he was wreaking havoc on the church, he was going from house to house and uh, arresting all the believers of Jesus and um, taking them into Jerusalem to 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 be put on trial for for being heretics and uh, for being blasphemers and and for really being uh, against God. Um, that's where where Paul's mind was as he's uh, going off on to. He's going uh, to 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 Damascus, um, and it was it was after Paul helped coordinate the the stoning of, of Stephen that he was on the road to uh, Damascus. And if you read in in Acts chapter nine, it says the reason that Paul was on the road to Damascus is he wanted to get letters from the the high priest. He wanted to uh, get legal authority from the high priest to arrest anyone that he came across that were uh, believers um, in Jesus. And it was when Paul, it was when Saul, sorry, excuse me, it was when Saul was on the road to Damascus that the father chose to reveal uh, the the glorified uh, Jesus um, to him. And so Paul's on the road to Damascus. He just came from uh, helping to have Stephen stoned to death. He wants to gather up all the other um, believers of Jesus and have them arrested and bring them into Jerusalem to stand trial. And he's, he's on the road to D Damascus. And, and Acts 9 says that suddenly a light from heaven shined around Saul. Um, it says that, that Saul fell to the earth and he heard a verse, voice uh, say to him, Saul. Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul said, who are you, Lord? I mean, listen, the funny thing is, is that Saul knew enough to, to call the voice Lord. He didn't know who it was yet. But I mean, listen, to be a Jewish guy and to see uh, that kind of a light shine all around you, I mean, you would have been well-versed in the oral tradition. You would have been well-versed in the accounts of the, the light of God or the fire of God or the presence of God coming down from heaven um, into the earthly tabernacle that uh, Moses and the, the Israelites made when they were coming out of Egypt and were going into the promised land. So, uh, man, when Paul sees a, a bright light shine like that, man, his reference for that is Lord. <laughs> and so Paul says, Lord, who are you? Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. It is hard to kick 
against the pricks. Um, and so remember, Paul just saw Stephen uh, stoned to death. And when he heard Stephen stoned to death, he, he, he would have heard Stephen say, um, I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. He would have heard Stephen praying for all the people that were, were stoning him to death. He would have heard Stephen uh, praying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He, he, would, have, he would have been confronted with the, the, this guy, Stephen, um, who, who, rather than being concerned about his own life, was more concerned about the, the lives of the people that were, were stoning him to death. And that he, he wasn't praying for himself, but rather he was, he was praying for the people that were stoning him to death. Now listen, uh, you don't have to agree with me, but um, I think that's the prick that, that Jesus was talking about. And I think that, that Paul's heart was pricked. I know in my own life when I see something that confounds me or that doesn't make sense, man, many times I go off twisting on it and meditating on it, especially if I'm walking or when I go run. My mind is, is all the time twisting on the things that I've heard or the things that I've seen. Now, listen, Paul just saw this guy, Stephen, stoned to death. He would have seen himself there partaking in it. And all of a sudden, this guy, Stephen, isn't trying to get away. He's not trying to preserve his own life. But this guy, Stephen, starts praying for the people that are even stoning him. And listen, that's the kind of love that, that Paul hadn't seen yet. That's the kind of love that, that Paul probably didn't even think that existed. And so it pricked his heart. It probably kind of messed him up on the inside. It, it, it confounded his wisdom a little bit. I remember the first time that I, I saw that um, Psalm 23 was uh, still talking about Jesus on the cross and that that's still Jesus on the cross. I mean, we all agree Psalm 22 is a prophetic psalm talking about Jesus when he's on the cross. And then somehow we get to Psalm 23 and we think it's no longer talking about Jesus. Uh, but I remember the first time I realized that's still talking about Jesus, that Psalm 23 is, is still prophetically revealing the, the faith in Jesus's heart when he was on the cross. And I remember it confounded my wisdom because I thought, how can a guy who's nailed to the cross, a guy who's stripped naked, a guy who's got thorns pressed down on his head, how can a guy who was uh, brutalized um, and made to carry the cross up the hill and had his hands and his feet nailed into a tree. How can that guy say, uh, the Father is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He leadeth me beside the, the still waters of grace and maketh me to lie down in the tender green grass. I remember that confounded my wisdom, and I remember asking God, how could it be? Well, well my heart was pricked. And so, Paul's heart was pricked by what happened with Stephen. And Jesus says, uh, it is difficult to kick against the pricks, um, isn't it, uh, Paul or Saul? It is difficult to kick against the pricks. Um, and there's Saul now encountering the same son of man that Stephen said that he saw. So, Paul says to the Galatians in uh, verse um, 15, when it pleased God, uh, and into verse 16, when it pleased God to reveal his son in me. So Paul talks about, uh, and it's not 
what he says there is, um, let me just quote the verse. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me. Now, Paul's talking about, um, again, when he says when it pleased God to reveal his son in him, he's he's talking about um, encountering Jesus on the, the road to Damascus. And, and Paul isn't saying uh, that God revealed to him that Christ was already inside of him. Paul's not saying that God revealed to him that Paul already had the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of him, and he just didn't know it. In, in Ephesians 3, Paul says that, it's, uh, that Christ dwells in our hearts through faith. And so the only way for Christ to dwell in you is, is through faith. And if you look at that word in in the Greek, it, what it's really saying there is that uh, on the road to Damascus, uh, God revealed um, his son to Paul. That's what it's really saying there. Now, Paul's, when, when God revealed his son to Paul, remember, Paul's last reference point for Jesus was him being stripped naked and nailed to the cross. His last uh, point of reference for Jesus was a guy who, who was the least of all people. It, it was a guy who uh, wasn't strong according to the flesh. It was a guy that uh, wasn't wise according to what you could see in his flesh, because there he is being crucified. Uh, his last reference point for Jesus was a guy who, yeah, he had a, th- a, a crown of thorns, but man, he, he, he wasn't noble according to what you could see um, uh, in his flesh on the cross. And, and in fact, Paul's last reference point for Jesus before he saw him uh, glorified with the very uh, glory uh, or the very immortality of God's life on the road to Damascus, his last reference point would have been more like the picture uh, Jesus painted um, in the the parable of Lazarus and the rich man, where where Lazarus Lazarus was so um, uh, smitten and stricken that he sat on the side of the road with sores all over his body um, and was even being licked by a dog. And so that was was Paul's last reference point for Jesus before he saw him on the road to Damascus. You know, there was a, a cultural belief during during Jesus's day that uh, nothing good could come out of out of Nazareth, right? Uh, that Nazareth, uh, the city of Nazareth or the town, um, was thought to be the least of all the towns in Israel. Um, and so the, there was a cultural idea that that nothing good could uh, come out of Nazareth, and and so I, I think in in John's um, in chapter one of John's gospel, when uh, some of the disciples uh, came to to Nathaniel, um, well, let's just go there and look real quick, um, and see what happened there. Um, It was Philip. So Philip found Nathanael, and he said, we found the one that the law of Moses prophesied of. Um, the, the prophet, uh, which was the Christ or the Messiah that Moses prophesied of in the book of Deuteronomy that he said would come and would bring the doctrine, the true doctrine concerning God. And so they, Philip comes and tells Nathanael, man, we found the Messiah, um, the one who... Uh, who Moses prophesied of, uh, and Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> and Nathaniel says, man, can any good thing 
come out of uh, Nazareth. And so Paul, uh, his last reference point for Jesus, before he found him on the road to Damascus, standing in glorified immortal flesh, um, having inherited the fullness of the Godhead inside of his physical body, his last reference point for Jesus was that kind of a thought. Nothing good can come out of Nazareth. Um, so when Paul encountered the resurrected Jesus on the road to Damascus, he knew it was the same man who was stripped naked and was crucified with a crown of thorns on his head. And now this same man was uh, clothed in the glory of God's immortality. And it's very important to remember that as you uh, consider uh, Paul's revelation and how he was taught his revelation and how he came to um, know the faith and how he came to understand what the faith was. So Paul says, when it pleased the Father to bring the promise of immortality to, to light right in front of my face by manifesting the glorified man Jesus to me, man, I was separated from my mother's womb. I, I no longer knew myself according to the flesh. Paul says, though I once knew Jesus according to the flesh, man, I no longer knew him that way. And what Paul, Paul looked at, he looked at the fact that he was uh, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, circumcised the eighth day, a Hebrew of the Hebrew, um, a Pharisee um, of the Pharisees, as pertaining to the righteousness of the law, blameless. And, and Paul uh, considered all those things as dung. He no longer saw his life as being wrapped up in those things. He no longer uh, was zealous for uh, the traditions of his father, fathers. Um, he considered all those things as dung. He, he counted all those things. He looked at all those things that he placed so much value in once upon a time. And he, he counted those things as, as not... Uh, not profiting him anything. And, and so Paul went from uh, being intimate with his own works to being intimate with the faith that was in Jesus' heart on the cross um, because uh, he, he, he wanted to be intimate with the, the power of Jesus' resurrection, right? I mean, he, that, when he saw the glorified man Jesus, um, he saw that uh, none of those things he was busy with could could serve him with that. And so he counted those things as dung. And uh, he was no longer intimate with uh, the, the traditions of his father, but he was intimate with the faith that was in Jesus's heart on the cross um, so that through that faith, he could be intimate with the, the power of the resurrection. Just as Paul goes on to say in, in Galatians 5 that, that whether circumcision or uncircumcision, it's of, of no profit to be able to inherit the, the life of God. He says the, the only thing that is of profit towards inheriting the life of God is the faith. Um, and it's the faith that, that possesses the power um, or that has the power within itself to, to fill you with the, the love of God. And so when Paul saw Jesus justified with the very life of God on the road to Damascus, what happened is, is he saw the, the strength to be justified with life 
wasn't contained in man's ability to perform the works of the law. He, he saw that justification wasn't found in the strength of the flesh or in the strength um, of the, the world or the strength that was found in the, the good things that, that you could gain from the world. When, when God revealed Jesus to Paul on the road to Damascus, it, it made his wisdom foolish. It, it made the wisdom of the, the world foolish. It, it made uh, the, the wisdom that was contain, contained in uh, the traditions of, of Paul's fathers after the flesh, it made that wisdom look foolish. He, he saw Jesus there having inherited the, the glory of God himself, and he, he saw that, man, Jesus wasn't wise according to the flesh. He wasn't uh, strong according to the flesh. Neither was he, he noble according to the flesh. And so what, what Paul all of a sudden saw there is that it's, it's not many wise. It's not many strong. It's not many noble according to the world's uh, definition that are justified. Paul saw that if this man Jesus was justified with life, when his hands were nailed to a tree and he couldn't perform any any works, he, he couldn't perform any works there. He saw that if this man Jesus was justified when he was the most stricken and smitten and despised man on earth, having no good thing and there being no good thing that you could see in him to be esteemed when you looked at him on the cross. Paul said, man, Paul, it can only mean one thing, that the power to be justified with, with life is found in the strength of the Father's hand and uh, the love that he has in his heart for mankind. So in that moment, Paul all of a sudden saw that the thing that justified this man Jesus wasn't the, the strength of the flesh, but it was the, the faith that was in his heart when he was on the cross. And so Paul began to see that justification was, was found through faith. He saw that when Jesus uh, wasn't wise according to the flesh, wasn't strong according to the flesh, wasn't noble according to the flesh, he saw that when Jesus was in that place, that Jesus committed his desire for life into the Father's hands. And he saw the only way Jesus would commit his desire for life into the Father's hands when he was smitten and stricken and nailed to the cross is if Jesus was persuaded that uh, the Father loved him so much that the Father wouldn't allow uh, the corruption of the cross to overcome his life, um, but that the Father would, would raise him from the dead, clothed in incorruptible flesh and clothed in the very robe of uh, his life. And so Paul saw that, that Jesus was justified by simply calling upon the name of the Father when he was on the cross. As it's written, Jesus cried out, Abba, into your hands I commit my life. Now again, to, to Paul, this could only mean one thing. The power, justification is found in inheriting the very life of God, first of all, and the, the power to be justified with God's life is contained in God's love for all people, whether they're Jewish or Gentile, and it's contained in the strength of God's hand to serve people with his life free from their works. Mm. 
Now, that flipped everything in Paul's world upside down. You know, they talk about Paul flipped the world upside down. Well, I mean, Paul's world was first flipped upside down himself. And so when, when Paul saw the, the man who was naked and nailed to the cross, and he saw him on the road to Damascus, and like uh, he, he's now been raised from the dead, and his flesh glorified with the immortality of God, um, he didn't just see something about this man Jesus or Jesus's life, but it discerned Paul's life for him also. He saw Jesus as the Son of Man, and he saw that he was also the Son of Man. And so when Paul saw Jesus on the road to Damascus and he uh, connected that with the man Jesus who was nailed to the cross and he began to see the faith that was in Jesus' heart, um, it discerned his life for him. And he, he saw that the, the Father was also with him to justify him with life. He saw that the Father had, had drawn near to him, and not just him, but the Father had drawn near to all people, whether they were Jewish or Gentile, um, to, to justify them with life. He, he saw that he wasn't an, an orphan that had been left in the earth, needing to clothe upon him, himself with life. He saw that he, he wasn't left in the earth trying to uh, sow his own strength, uh, to, to gather the, the good of this world to himself and to clothe himself with the good he could gather to himself. But he saw that the Father was with him. He saw the glorified man, Jesus, who looked like he was an orphan on the cross. I mean, Jesus looked like he was the most God-forsaken human being that had ever uh, lived on the cross. And he looked like he didn't have anyone to, to shepherd his life. And, and Paul saw that, that Jesus wasn't alone on the cross, and that God was with him to care for his life. That, um, that what Jesus said in, in John chapter 12, when he said, the day is coming, where speaking of the cross, where um, everyone will scatter for me, and it'll look like I'm alone, but I won't be alone, because the Father will be with me. Paul saw that, that Jesus wasn't alone on the cross. He wasn't an orphan, and that, that God was the shepherd and bishop of his life, and that God, was with Jesus to justify him with his life. And, and that told Paul something about himself and his own life. And it began to tell Paul something also about everyone else, whether they were Jews or Gentiles. It told Paul that God was also with him to father his life in Paul, just as he did with Jesus. And so Paul didn't just see that there was a man standing before him, on the road to Damascus, although there was a glorified man standing there with him um, on the road to Damascus. But Paul, in twisting on the whole dynamic with Jesus having been crucified, um, he saw there was a faith being revealed in Jesus. He, he saw the works of the law could never just justify someone from the body of death. He saw the law could never overcome death in the flesh. He saw the, the only thing that could uh, justify anyone was for the glory and immortality of God to be made manifest in their flesh. He, he runs into Jesus on, on the road to Damascus. He, remember, again, he, he's familiar with all the accusations that came against Jesus. 
as he was stripped naked and crucified on the cross, he remembers the people saying, if you are the son of God, if God is really your father, if God will have you, let him come for you now. If you really are the son, come down off the cross. He was familiar with all those accusations, and he saw that Jesus was justified from all the accusations that came against him on the cross. He saw all the accusations that came against Jesus when his body of death was uncovered. He saw that Jesus was justified from all those accusations that came against him because of the body of death that was seen in him, because of the death that was manifesting in his flesh on the cross. He saw that Jesus was justified from all those things simply because Jesus committed his desire for life into the Father's hands. And he saw that the the law contained in carnal ordinances. He saw performing the works of the law, whether it be bringing a sheaf of barley and waving it on the feast of first fruit, or whether it be bringing a sacrificial lamb um, to be offered on the Passover. He saw that none of those things could ever justify anyone from the body of death. He saw that he saw when he found he saw Jesus that justification was from the from death that the, the 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 thing that mankind needed to be justified from was the body of death and that the only thing that could justify us from the body of death was for God himself to bring forth his life inside of our physical bodies and he saw that the way that happened in the man Jesus was simply by Jesus committing his life into the hands of the father hallelujah and we'll we'll get into this um as we move on into the move on in the letter to the Galatians. But that's that's the faith of the Son of God and the faith of Jesus Christ that Paul says he lives by in Galatians chapter 2. The faith I just described, the faith that he uh, was taught by beholding the man Jesus that had been crucified on a cross and laid dead in a grave, but that was now glorified inside of his physical body with the very life of God. That's that faith. That's the, the faith of the Son of God or the, the faith of, of Jesus Christ that Paul talks about that he says he lived by in Galatians chapter 2. So when Paul talks about the faith of the Son of God, he isn't talking about the faithfulness of Jesus. Listen, if you want to come talk about the faithfulness of Jesus, um, even if you wanted to talk to Jesus about his faithfulness towards you, Jesus would say to you, like what he said to the rich young ruler, there's one who is faithful. And so when Paul talks about the faith of the Son of God, and he talks about the faith of Jesus Christ, yes, he's talking about the faith that was in Jesus's heart, but he, he isn't talking about the faithfulness of Jesus. Neither is he saying, Jesus believed for me, and now I don't need to believe, or that because Jesus believed for everyone, now, or that Jesus believed, and, and because Jesus believed, now no one else needs to believe. What Paul's saying is that a faith was made manifest to him through the death and the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus. And what he's saying is the life that he now lived uh, in the flesh, he lived by the faith. Whereas before he was living or his life was contained or the power behind his life was the traditions of his father, fathers and the, the, the works of the law, that what happened after he encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus, uh, he was taught a faith by what he saw in the man Jesus. And he says, now the life he lives in the flesh, he lives by the faith 
of the Son of God, the faith that he learned by beholding the Son of God, who was crucified and who was glorified with immortality, he lived by that faith, and he's saying that his intimacy was uh, with that faith as he lived in this world, instead of his intimacy being with uh, his own works, um, the works of the law, the, the traditions of his fathers, um, and the strength contained in his flesh. That's what, what Paul's getting at when he talks about the, the faith of the Son of God. He's saying a word was revealed to him when he encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus, and he saw him glorified with the life of God. And he saw and he remembered that the man that was glorified with the life of God had been hanging naked on a tree. He's saying that's where he got the word that he came preaching to the Galatians. Um, we'll just read Galatian. We'll just read verse uh, 15 and 16 uh, again. This is what it says. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Um, I, I briefly touched on this, but, but just to, to make this point clear, when, ta when Paul talks about being separated from his mother's womb, he, he isn't talking about God ordaining him to, or God having ordained him to, to be an apostle um, while he was still in his, his mother's womb. If someone wants to come and say, well, God could see uh, that Paul would be an apostle even when he was in his mother's womb. Listen, man, God can see, can see everything. Um, God lives outside of time. He, he, he's eternal. Um, he can manifest himself inside of time. He can ordain time. Um, all those kinds of things. And so I, I wouldn't, uh, I won't disagree with, with someone if they want to say God could see that, but, but that's not what that verse is talking about. When, when Paul talks about being separated from his mother's womb, he's talking about uh, no longer being zealous of the traditions of his fathers. He's talking about no longer knowing himself according to uh, his Jewish um, descent. He, he's talking about how God tore down the, the wall of partition that existed in his heart between Jews and Gentiles. He's talking about how he no longer saw the Gentiles as being outside of the covenants of promise. He's talking about God having separated him from the belief where he was knowing Jesus according to the flesh and he was knowing himself according to the flesh. Uh, the, the thing Paul's saying is that he was called into his ministry to the Gentiles by God revealing to him that justification was found in the strength of God's grace and the power of his Christ and not in the strength of the flesh or in being Jewish or in performing the works of the law. He's, he's talking about how God, when God revealed Christ Jesus to him on the road to Damascus, that, that God came and, and took Paul by the hand and, and took Paul out of the place where he, he was knowing himself according to his Jewish descent. And uh, Paul began seeing that, that whether a person was of Jewish descent or, or Gentile descent, it didn't matter when it came to the, the promise of God. 
Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 that uh, we no longer know Jewish accor- Jesus according to the, the flesh, although we once knew him according to the flesh. He goes on to say that we no longer know anyone according to the flesh. He says that if uh, one died for all, then all were dead, whether they were Jewish or Gentile, all had missed the mark of eternal life, all had been clothed in the body of, of death, and all, whether Jew or Gentile, were in need of being justified from that body of death by God and the work of God to make manifest his life inside of them. He says, whether Jew or Gentile, you are all in need of that. And he says, I see that God provided himself a lamb and that the lamb of God uh, died for all, that the, the lamb God provided was for all people, whether Jew or Gentile, and that if one died for all, then all were in need of being saved and that God came to save all. And so Paul was arrested by the love of God for all people, whether Jew or Gentile. And so when he encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus and he saw him glorified and justified from the body of death, and he, he saw that, it, it, that Jesus wasn't justified by uh, being Jewish and he wasn't justified uh, through the works of the law, the strength of the flesh, but that Jesus was justified simply by calling upon the name of the Father. He began to see into the Father's heart. And he began to know Jesus as the Son of Man. And he no longer knew Jesus according to being Jewish. And he began to know Jesus uh, um, just as a man. And he began to see both Jews and Gentiles in the face of Jesus. And he began to see that if the Father loved this man, Jesus, who had no strength in his flesh and wasn't performing the works of the law, that it's not by the law that people are loved by God, but it's because they're human beings that people are loved by God. And he became arrested by the love in the Father's heart to come and save all people and to justify all people from the body of death. And that uh, filled him with love for Gentile people. And he no longer knew Gentiles according to the flesh. He no longer saw them as separated from the promises of God. He no longer saw them as strangers from the covenants of promise. He no longer saw a middle wall of partition between him and Gentiles. But he was separated from his mother's womb. He saw that there was made out of the two, Jews and Gentiles, one new man. He no longer saw himself as being a different kind of a man than the Gentile guys because they were born from a different uh, uh, lineage or a, a different race according to the flesh. But he saw that, that God took the, both uh, Jew and Gentile and he made of the two one new race, the human race. And that justification was found um, for both people by simply calling upon the name of God, by simply seeing that he was father and committing their desire for life into the hands of the father. He began knowing both people as the human race and that God's heart was filled with love for both uh, people, the, that he, his heart was filled with love for the human race and that he sent his son Jesus to deliver them from death, or as he says in Galatians 1, to deliver them from this present evil world, which is the world wherein death is, is found and death um, is trying to uh, keep us from being made manifest as the sons and daughters of God. Um, I think that... Um, I'll, I'll stop there, um, and we'll, we'll pick it up um, next week. And next week, um, we'll, we'll pick it up from just the end of verse 17 because it, it fits into what we'll, we'll look at next week. But as we go into next week, if you, if you want to read ahead, Paul is going to develop uh, the, the 
he's going to retrace um, the events that happened after he received the revelation. He's going to build the timeline for his movement after receiving the revelation um, to further uh, prove that he wasn't taught his doctrine by a man. Um, so glory to God. Thank you for, for spending this time with me. It's no small thing that you would take uh, this time um, and listen to me share with you. I pray you know how precious you are to me, how valuable you are to me. Um, and I pray you know how precious and valuable you are to uh, God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you guys.